Hi, I'm Christine Blanchett, and welcome to my Run With It podcast, where I interview runners, people are following a healthy lifestyle, to celebrities, to people who are making a difference in the world. I also have a Run With It show. It's a running fitness and health program. You can catch the show on runwithit.ca, and thank you for listening. Joining me is Dr. Lucas McMillan. He's a naturopathic physician and he's a clinical director of the Delbrook Integrative Medical Clinic. And he's back on the podcast, Run With It podcast. And we're going to be talking about simple measures to control anxiety, depression, and how to maintain joy in your life uh, during the COVID-19. Welcome back, Dr. McMillan. Yes, hello. I'm excited to be here again. I always enjoy our time together. Yeah, so we've gone from TV to podcast right now, and um, and soon to be Zoom. Zoom is a new way of of um, interviewing. And so, Dr. McMillan, what are some simple measures to control depression, anxiety? Um, you know, how how do we cope? Yeah. So, first off, I think it's very important to talk about anxiety as what it is. It's a normal human emotion. It's something that every living person has experienced, and it's something that every living person will continue to experience through life. So, some degree of feeling anxious is completely normal, and it's probably a good thing to help to keep us balanced, and help keep us out of trouble, and keep us conscious of what we're doing. Where anxiety becomes a problem is if it's not serving us anymore, if it's no longer preventing us from staying out of trouble, if it's now getting in the way of us doing what we want to do. Mm. So it's, for me, it's very important to define that difference because I find many people who come in whose primary concern is anxiety, they want this feeling to completely go away. They just want to bury it. They don't want to feel it ever again. It is an uncomfortable feeling. I've definitely felt it myself. I'm sure you have. And Everybody has gone through that, and at times it can be quite powerful. So redefining it as something that is normal and something that is okay, that you're allowed to feel anxious and it's okay to feel that way, I think is a very important starting point. Give yourself permission. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Realize that this is okay, this is normal. It's strange to not feel that way. If this is a sensation you don't have, frankly, that's probably more concerning. So, um, but if we look at what causes anxiety, so what kind of situations cause anxiety for many people, we can talk about things like a loss of routine and a loss of control. So that moment when you're lifting up in a roller coaster, you're just about to break over the top, you're just about to go down over that roller coaster. Some people experience that as a positive rush. Some people experience that as a very negative anxiety sensation. So getting back a little sense of control in any part of life can help us to control that sensation of anxiety moving forward. So for example, being aware of when you actually feel this, what's going on, and structuring around that. So given COVID, I mean, right now this COVID-19 outbreak has completely changed much of our lives. It has completely changed many of our structures. I I would be surprised if most of us weren't experiencing some change or some degree of anxiety from that. 
we need to create some structure. We need to bring back a little bit more of what we used to have. It doesn't mean our lives need to look exactly the way they used to, but simple structure of waking up, say, showering in the morning, of brushing our teeth, of scheduling in some fun events, of actually breaking the day up with things that are predictable, with things that we can directly control, I think are a major part of helping us to feel better. Mm-hmm. Setting goals for ourselves, like, uh, you know, if we have a goal to get up in the morning, this is what we're going to do, have structure, as you said, a routine, and be, and and do the best we can, and have some fun, as you said, in, in the day, and it's, um, but it's, but it's, like, how can you tell you, you're needing help, like, how do you reach out to people, like friends, right, or a professional? Yes. Yeah, so if we go by more of a clinical definition, when it starts to impact our social life, so it starts to prevent us from seeing people we would otherwise see, it starts to prevent us from doing the work we would normally be able to do. So say we're not able to participate or be present in, say, group meetings for work, if that's something that's important to us. Or if it starts impacting other aspects of life, is when it starts to be uh, clinically more defined as, a, as something that's important to treat. Sometimes I find that useful, sometimes I don't. But for you as a human being, if you are looking at addressing how you're feeling, um, you don't have to have clinically diagnosed anxiety, say generalized anxiety disorder or other disorders, to actually help yourself to feel better, to start taking steps to feel better. Mm-hmm. So along the lines of that perspective that we originally talked about, a super interesting uh, concept that's Basically, I discovered in trying to help people to feel better from this, there are some medications that we do have that can help to take the edge off. They don't necessarily make a person completely not feel this emotion, but they can take the edge off. And I've found that in the cases where people are very interested in trying those kinds of medications or just getting a prescription to try to have some kind of pull cord they could pull on if they find themselves in an uncomfortable position and starting to lose control, very often... They don't even take the medication. Mm. It's super interesting to me how many people will get a simple prescription and they won't even take that first pill because simply having it in their pocket gives them enough of a sense of control to actually overcome this and to feel like it's okay, I have an option. Mm. So I think that's a very important concept. If we're trying to move people beyond the sensation of completely, I'm losing control, I'm starting to feel anxious, and then you... Um, I've had the experience myself, there's a point where you feel like you're actually becoming, you're scared of becoming more scared. I mean, mm. It becomes a, a very strong negative cycle. That little piece of control that you can have either in your pocket or otherwise um, can help for some people to spin that out. So there's other ways to get that little piece of control. And probably one of the best researched and best understood we have, the reason people, everybody talks about it, breathe it. Just Simply mm. slowing down our breath. I mean, it's something that we hear very commonly because it's quite powerful and it, it transcends different cultures. You can find this around the world. Many different groups have come collectively to understand that one of the best things we can do to slow our heart rate, to get back a sense of control, and to truly take the edge off of what you're feeling is to slow down and have some kind of structured breathing because that will never be beyond our control. Extremely rarely be beyond our control to actually slow down. It helps to focus us inward, it helps to take us away from whatever in our environment is stressful. And actually having a structured breathing, so 
exchange systems where you breathe in for six seconds, you breathe out for ten seconds. You breathe in for three seconds, you breathe out for six seconds. Having some kind of structured system that you can rely on and actually reach into in those moments where you're starting to feel that anxiety、um, is probably one of the best tools I have to help people to feel better. That's wonderful because you could be at your computer working, writing, and then it's important to take breaks and maybe do some breathing、um, exercises, or you know, it's taking that time and then going back to it. It's it could be helpful, correct? Yeah, absolutely, and that that actually steps into another really important point. If we completely bury anxiety and we look at something that we don't want to feel. We will continue to push it away and push it away, and we're scared that in the back of our mind, this little piece of anxiety is going to creep in and take control. We're going to have that loss of control sensation.、Mm-hmm. It's a really counterintuitive approach to actually sit there and feel it. Take a moment. Ideally, like in a perfect world, we do this at home. Say, like, say, for example, I had one patient who was quite anxious to driving. That was related to a previous experience she had. But every time she got behind the wheel of her car, it was basically she wasn't able to do it. She would freeze and didn't feel safe being there. So one of the things we discussed is at a time when you feel very safe at home, whether you're by yourself or other people there, close your eyes, sit there, and see if you can imagine yourself driving your car just enough to、mm. sort of feel that anxiety and just feel it. Just actually experience that for all it is. Notice what it does to your heart rate. Notice what it does to your breathing. Notice those muscles starting to tighten up. Notice your shoulders often lifting up towards your ears. If you start to pay attention to these changes in your body, you can actively change them. Once you're aware of them, you can actually okay. I'm going to relax my shoulders. I'm going to slow my breathing. You'll notice your heart rate starts to drop as you start to regain some control by actually going directly after these physical effects, and the emotional sensation starts to decrease with that. Hmm. Wow. That's. And, and do you have a book you could recommend, Doctor McMillan? Hmm.、Mm, for this,、uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. There was one that is. It's about cognitive behavioral therapy. It's、mm. written in a way that people can basically look at it themselves as patients, or you can use it to some extent as a practitioner. I'm actually bringing it up on my phone right now. That's great. It's actually yes. It's simply called cognitive behavioral therapy. Maybe that's why I couldn't remember the name of it. Wow, interesting. Because you know, resources. You know, you know, you can、uh, read and learn, and and it's great.、Um, so what's it what's it called again, Dr. Millen? So the book is cognitive behavioral therapy, and the second part of the title is techniques for retraining your brain.、Uh, it's by the Great Courses. So the Great Courses is a really interesting audio book、um, producer, I suppose, that puts out courses that were originally designed as university courses, and they were changed, modified, and shrunk into audible or audio book format. So these are things that while you're driving, or while you're sitting, or while you're relaxing, you can actually listen to, and they'll take you through many of the techniques that you would learn if you were to go see a cognitive behavioral therapist.、Um, mm. It's very interesting. Part of it is identifying specifically what's causing the problem, finding different ways to challenge it, and maybe most importantly is finding ways to evaluate what happened. I mean, what went well, what didn't go well, what actual tricks can we use to 
reset our brain, we can better understand what's going on to give us back some of that control. Mm, that's really good. And, you know, exercise too, right? I mean, it, it can help control, you know, some, you know, depression, anxiety. It, it's uh, so getting out and getting some vitamin D, right? Could be helpful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. We both live in Greater Vancouver. So in, in Greater Vancouver, our chances of being vitamin D deficient are incredibly high. We just don't have the sun exposure. So taking the opportunity we can to get vitamin D. Personally, I believe most of us probably should be taking some kind of vitamin D supplement, given that we live in Greater Vancouver. Um, I test it quite often via blood, and it is one of the blood tests that I find is very commonly low. Mm. Um, so there's, there's various ways to treat that, but I do think that absolutely getting outside. We have good research on actually anxiety and depression being treated by going out and taking a walk every day by simple exercise. It doesn't mean you have to go and lift weights or step into some highly intimidating type of exercise. It can be as simple as going out, breathing on a walk, like breathing fresh air, keeping your eyes up off the sidewalk, actually looking forward into the horizon. Ideally, ideally we're walking around without sunglasses so we can get a full exposure of the light into our eyes and that shielded from that. Just back to super basic. If you have places around where you live, you can go and take a walk, ideally safely and keeping your distancing. We do want to prevent mm-hmm. the COVID spread as much as we can and try to flatten the curve. But outside time is absolutely valuable and we've proven that this can be effective to help treat and prevent depression, anxiety, and many other things. And that's how you maintain joy in life is being out there and close to nature as best we can and, and getting exercise and then coming back and you feel or at least you know, I feel much better after and and not um and, and it just, you know, and, and we can only control what we can control. And that is the key, right? Um, yeah, the goal can't be to control everything. So at some point we need to be able to let go and realize there are some things beyond my control. So I focus on the things I can control and be okay with that. Definitely, definitely easier said than done, but valuable nonetheless. Like you brought up with joy. I mean, a life without joy sounds depressing. That concept alone sounds quite depressing. Thinking it through, if I'd really try to imagine that world, I would feel anxious. I mean, it's anxiety provoking to not have something to look forward to, to not have something that is driving me forward. I have some kind of reason or purpose to move forward. Joy is that simple, you know, immediate reason to move forward, to get up and, you know, wake up in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, I know that one of my daughters is going to give me a big, massive grin. Uh, oh. <laughs> her name's Lexi. She's like six months old. And I'm going to have this massive, toothless, wide open mouth grin <laughs> when I wake up. It's just a, a normal thing. And it, it very rarely doesn't happen. So those little moments of joy really help to rebalance us and pull us out of an anxiety streak or that sort of um, sensation of depression. I, I like talking about depression more as the symptoms than sort of diagnosis I find it's we can relate you know a larger group of people can relate to feeling a little bit down a little bit emotionally numb or having problems waking up or sleeping more or sleeping less so symptoms that kind of fall within that depressive category even if there's no diagnosis it's a normal human thing that we all have and one of the balances we don't want to ignore those feelings but we can balance them by being sure that we inject some joy that we take time and we plan to have fun through our days 
and we appreciate it when we have it. Mm-hmm. And I think too, what brings joy is is helping others and checking in with people and your family and friends who who you can't see right now and and having that connection it's and it's wonderful having social media so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i completely completely agree i saw a post on social media not too long ago that was i wish i could remember the exact wording so i'm going to paraphrase it but it's along the lines of however you feel with the physical isolation with the somewhat social isolation that comes with COVID-19. This is how many of our parents feel. This is how many of our elderly feel. So it gives us a chance to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, that can be a beautiful thing. If we're starting to feel a little bit lonely, we're starting to want to reach out or have people reach out to us, we can reconnect with other people and feel how much they're enjoying that. We can enjoy that time and share that with them. I think that helping other people is, is a great thing, especially through social media or virtual outlets, like just calling people or video conferencing people. It's just an amazing way to connect with them. Dr. McMillan, is there anything else you'd like to add? Hmm, I wonder many things. So, all of these are normal parts of life. And when we're in the thick of it, so whether we're feeling quite anxious, whether we're feeling quite sad or along the depressive side, any of those negative feelings, they're emotions that are normal and it's quite normal to feel when you're in it like it will never end um, that's mm-hmm. just the way we are it's the way we're built if you're having the best day of your life it's very often you'll feel like my entire life is good this will never end this is amazing i feel great i figured it out and so when you have the other side where you're feeling quite low toward the depressive side it's very common and normal to feel like man and so down i don't know if i'm ever going to come out of this all hope is lost Emotions are powerful, but by definition, the way emotions work, they're short-term, and the things that we feel that will pass. Joy will never last forever. I mean, pure happiness will never last forever. Neither will anxiety. Neither will that depressing feeling. So these are things that human beings have that pass over time. So enjoy the positive times when you have them. Realize they won't be there forever, so take time to truly enjoy them. And when you feel yourself being down or more anxious or other potentially negative or negative feeling emotions, know that they'll pass, know that they're part of the trip. And those little moments of feeling down or feeling anxious can really help us to appreciate that joy in the end. I mean, those of us in Vancouver know that if we have three months straight of rain and then we have one day of sunshine, Everybody lights up for that day of sunshine. And I can pretty much guarantee that we light up more here than another place that is always just covered in sun. We learn to truly appreciate it because we don't have it. So in those ways, the negative or so-called negative emotions can really help to highlight the positive times when they come. This COVID thing, this will end. The life will come back to normal. A couple of things might change, but this is a short-term thing. We've been through many things like it before. Yes, and Dr. McMillan, if people want to reach out to you, where can they go? Yes, yes. So, uh, my personal website is drlucasmath.com. My clinic website is www.delbrickintegrative.com. Both of those lead to many of the services we offer, some of the information. I've yet to really post a lot of 
good usable information to the Delbrook Integrated website, so I will read back to that quite a bit. But my personal website does have a number of free resources and articles and basic information um, conglomerates that I've put together to help some of the people with some of the major questions that have come through. Um, but don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, many of us are still still trying to help out wherever we can. Um, we all do our part. So as a healthcare provider, I'm offering virtual consults. I do know that many of my my colleagues are doing the same. Um, the same as yourself. I mean, we're trying to do what we can to help people as much as we can, given our, our current virtual circumstances. We need to do these things at a distance and keep everyone safe as much as we can. Yes, and we're all in this together. Right? So, yeah, same experience. Yeah, I kind of front to back. I, I think the perspectives can be quite different, but you know, mm-hmm. we're, we will get through this together and it's, it's okay to struggle with it um, at times and reach out for help, ask family, friends, ask people around. And typically, you know, there's, there's comfort knowing that you're not alone, that we're all here right with you. Yes, yes. And, and, Thank you, Dr. Nolan, for coming on the podcast or on the show, and I'd like you to come back. Hey, thank you so much. I enjoy it every time. Absolutely. You'll, you'll definitely see and hear from me again. Yes. And have a great day. And You as well. And we'll check back in maybe another couple of weeks. So. Yes, sir. Okay. That sounds perfect. Thank you, Dr. McMillan. Thanks for listening. This is Christine Blanchett, and you are listening to the Run With It podcast. And I have a show called Run With It. For sponsorship opportunities, just go to my website at runwithit.ca. And thanks for listening. See you next time.